Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Prophet is Dawn here, and I wanted to bring before you another installment of Moments with Moa. I want to welcome you all to Moa's Ark, where you know that God dwells, Jesus reigns, the Holy Spirit guides, and we live in the agape. <laughs> we live in the agape. We are unconditionally loving on this side of heaven. Amen. All right, so I want to go ahead and get started. God sent me here with an exclusive assignment on today, and I endeavor to get through it. I just came up all those steps, so <laughs> I'm a little winded, so <clears throat> y'all pray for me. I um, I started this podcast, and I had to start over because I was hacking and coughing. I done had this cough since um, December. It's been a couple of months. We need this thing to loose. <laughs> so y'all pray for prophetess. Um, so I had to go get me some cough drops so I wouldn't be hacking and coughing and I can get through this assignment. Amen. I'm so excited about God. I love the word. I love the word of the Lord. I love teaching. I love uh, imparting and giving what God has given to me. And I am just so grateful for the season that God has me in. Because the last season of my life, <laughs> I could barely get into the word for myself, let alone get into the word meditate, read, and study for others. Amen. So I am so grateful and humbled for this opportunity. And I pray that it is a blessing uh, to those of you who are uh, listening to this broadcast and this podcast. I pray that you all are receiving something because I am not doing this for my own (laughs) vain glory. Amen. I'm coming because God has assigned me to your life. Amen. Nothing happens by chance and you are listening because God desires for you to hear that which saith the Lord. Amen. All right. So I want to get right into this, but just want to share real quick earlier today when it was on my mind to come and do a podcast, I had something else in mind. I thought I was going to come and talk about our youth and our children and how, you know, some of them have gone astray, but we have to take accountability for where they are because the children are a product of what we put in them, you know, and some of them we try to act like because now their behaviors are manifesting in rebellion and they all out there and we want to act like, Ooh, where'd that come from? Uh, not taking ownership or accountability for our disobedience or our actions. Amen. Uh, so I thought I was going to come on here and talk and God just placed on my heart, you know, just the little children, the little children, how we got to be so careful, ever so careful with them, with who we allow uh, to influence them, who we allowed them to be in their presence unsupervised, you know, and I was just thinking about some of these children who have been molested, you know, and some of them we still don't know. We still don't know. I ask my babies all the time, you know, to tell me, I don't care if it was a billion years ago, let me know, you know, <laughs> let me know. But some stuff that they have gone through, we still don't know because they keep it hidden from us. But we got to keep them covered. So I had this whole thing I was going to talk about. But anyway, the Lord took me in a different direction. But because he put the children on our heart, let's look out for them. Let's look out for them. And this message today is relevant to all as well. And I believe that I'm going to come back 
and talk about that, you know, in a later podcast. Uh, But I just wanted to get this out because it was so heavy on my chest. I believe that God is intimately involved in each and every one of our lives. I believe that he is walking with us hand in hand and he knows our concerns. He knows everything that, 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 um, that bothers us or or the situations that we deal with on a day-to-day basis. And he is concerned with that. He is concerned with that. I don't know if any of you have had an experience uh, in this life of having a friend, having a friend or or someone, a loved one, someone that you love so much that you're you're concerned. You want to see them experience the best now, just put that on uh, hydraulics. <laughs> put that on on a hundred, you know, a thousand, million uh, to infinity, and and you will understand the love that God has for us. Um, that He would interrupt our day <laughs> to have this conversation, to encourage us, to let us know that He has heard our plea. He sees our cries and our tears and he knows the condition of our hearts and therefore he sent prophetess today to encourage those of you who are struggling in this area and we're going to talk today about rejection amen we're going to talk about rejection and and I know some of y'all like man they all right prophetess we beating this one down and we don't we don't talked about it we don't talked about it we don't prayed about it we don't fasted we don't been delivered and you know <laughs> this this topic is just something that we just run through the ground but it is something that is prevalent on today because some of you are still struggling in your walk with rejection my god I don't know if I had shared this one time before, but I remember coming up in the church and I would hear it it, it would primarily be some women, you know, saying that they were delivered from people. I would hear people saying that I'm delivered from people and I never understood it until I got delivered. (laughs) Until I got delivered from people, understanding that everybody that we encounter has a, a, um, perspective of a, a, a disposition they may have uh, concerning you. And sometimes it's going to be positive. Sometimes it's going to be negative. And because of the meaning that we associate with their behavior, we allow it. And remember I said we allow it. We allow it to cause us to to go through the motions and the emotions of rejection. And it leads to depression. It leads to um, self-pity and things that will cause us to have less than a whole and productive life. Amen. So I wanted to talk about it today in hopes that many of you will find the deliverance that you seek. Now, y'all know Prophetess Style. I like to teach. I like to give you the data. I like to give you the information so that we're not just coming from my perspective or my opinion, but I'm giving you something that you can hold on to. Amen. But if you don't get anything else from this message today, know that God loves you and he loves you enough 
to take that hidden thing or even that overt thing, that thing that, you know, that has been plaguing you for years and to send prophetess to tell you today that your breakthrough is here, that your deliverance is here, that you don't have to be challenged by this. You don't have to struggle with this. And and I'm going to give you some evidence. Amen. Amen. So the spirit of rejection, it will it will victimize us. It will victimize us and cause us to feel as if we're worthless and unwanted. And and it it, it employs the spirit of of self pity. <laughs> the spirit of self-pity that we feel like we're abandoned and we're isolated, we're all alone, and we don't mean nothing to nobody. We don't fit in anywhere. That spirit comes with, with an express objective, exclusive just for us, and it wants us to give up. It wants us to give up. It wants us to give up in life. It wants us to give up in our marriage and our parenting and our relationships with family members. It wants us to give up. That's why that spirit comes to push you away. If you all have heard some of my past um, podcasts, I share with you some of my experiences. And I have struggled for many, many years with rejection. My personality is that such that it confuses people. (laughs) It confuses people a lot of time because I got that, you know, that docile part of myself and, you know, that meekness and, you know, people consider it as a weakness, you know, but it's actually my biggest strength. And then I got that, you know, the rough, you know, kind of hood, you know, type in me, you know, that that's just where I'm from and who I am. But because I'm packaged different, a lot of times people push me away, depending on the circumstance. And I, I internalize those things and allow the spirit of uh, rejection to settle in. And it caused me years, years of toxic emotions, that felt like depression and, you know, just being unworthy and, and as if I wasn't good enough. So that in essence, I would just give up. I believe that all of us experience rejection. Some of us deal with it differently, though. Some of us deal with it. They're able to receive it. Hey, toss it in the bucket. And others receive it. And they get it, jump in the bucket with it. <laughs> they let it absorb them and absorb their lives. It's multiple ways that this spirit will manifest itself in your lives. And I want you to take note of this. I want you to take note of this. And like I said, with, with, with prophetess, what I in, attempt to do, and I don't know how well I do it yet, <laughs> but what I attempt to do is to give you tangible, practical, tangible, that means something you can touch, and practical tools that you can use to get beyond this. So, <clears throat> Because I'm challenged a lot of times. I told you, I'm I'm very simple-minded. I like to take that complex thing, break it down in the simplest form so that I can understand it. 
Sometimes I can sit on the other side of the pulpit at the pews and, and I get the word. The emotionalism is there. And even at the time, I understand what the preacher is talking about. But sometimes that how, that how to get there is the missing link. And that's what I endeavor to do. So you all, like I said, just bear with me. But the way that this this spirit will uh, manifest itself when it's in operation is that you will be comparing yourself or comparing your situation with others and in, in, in that you'll never measure up. Okay? So, so think about it. Now, I'm not talking about other people comparing you to someone else. Other people looking at you or shunning you or shaming you. I'm talking about you. See? This is, this is why this spirit gets so slick. Because we always think rejection is about the external influences. But there are oftentimes internal influences that allow this spirit to continue to be fed and fueled in our lives. So one thing, this is what I want you to write down. When you find yourself comparing your circumstances or your situation with others, and you look at that and you find that you never seem to measure up, know this, there's a spirit of rejection in operation. When you feel like, this this is the second point, that you have missed out on opportunities or or you've missed out on life and that it's too late for you to recoup. It's that subtle spirit of rejection. Third one, when there's no amount of encouragement, no amount of encouragement, nobody can tell you nothing to convince you that you have value or worth. It just it just don't matter. I, I meet some people sometime and, and I've always been drawn to the underdog per se. And not underdog and that I feel like people are better or worse than others, but those who have um, less resources or yet less ability to, to meet the norm. I'm always drawn to them because it is my nature to give and to serve and to want to help. And so a lot of times in being drawn to those type of people because of ministry, there are people a lot of times that I can I can tell you and and you know I don't, I don't believe in blowing smoke up people. I'm I'm telling you the truth and my perspective, and I can give you all kinds of accolades, and you still can't receive it. <laughs> you still just don't, no, I'm just not worthy. I'm, I'm not better than. Another one that I need y'all to be careful of, and this is one that, that I used to struggle with, is feeling rejection 
if you're not greeted by or acknowledged by those that you hold in a certain position of honor or or leadership in your lives. You got to be very careful with that. Be very careful with that. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that you ought not be embraced by or, or given love and respect by those who have rule and authority over you. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm telling you, if you don't get this thing in check, that spirit of rejection will overwhelm you. You'll be going around everywhere you go in the workplace. Oh, the boss didn't say hi. So, oh my God, I must not be worthy. Going to church. Well, hey, Bishop didn't speak to me today. And see, I I was never one that really gravitated towards leadership like that. In that I needed them to speak to me or acknowledge me in a sense. The the enemy used this, this stronghold in my life in in such a subtle way that I would, it was one thing that they would do at the church all the time after service. People would literally line up to go and greet the bishop. And I would do that for years. I would do that. And it was one year I had, uh, and I was going through a financial uh, challenge that year, but I I was always faithful. One thing about me, I was always a faithful tither, and I was always one who was faithful in my giving and offering. And I had my last little, whatever it was, it it, it was down to the penny of what he asked for. I think it was maybe like $50 or something like that. And he had asked everyone to give, and you know, I'm just going through the same motions that we always go through. And at the end of service, I went to, you know, get in that line and I get up to the bishop. I was I was the the person I was the person after the last. I don't even know how I'm trying to say that, but it was two people in line and I was the last one. And so he went to greet the other person. I think it was a family member or somebody, if if I remember correctly, but he went to greet that person. And he turned to his, um, um, what you call them, watch gate. And he said, look, I got to get out of here. He's, he, you know, he had something he had, I got to get out of here. I got to go. I got to go, you know, and, and, and said it. And, and I heard it and I was so broken. Ooh, that thing broke me. When I tell you, because I had sown my last whatever it was, and I was trying to get to the bishop, you know, to to seek prayer, you know, because I knew I was going, I was under an attack at that season of my life, and I knew I was going through, and I went up, and sure enough, I'm like, one more person? You couldn't greet one more person? I was so mad. I was so mad at this man, but I wasn't just mad, I was hurt, because I felt the rejection of his actions and it really really stung it it hurt so bad and I can remember one of the elders in the church because it, it was certain ones that kind of would see me and know you know when I when I was 
struggling with this little rejection thing that I go through. And he had said something to me that stuck with me for many, many years. He said, I don't put Bishop on a pedestal. He said, because if I put him up there, God's going to have to knock him down. <laughs> he said, because God said he'll have no gods above him. So anyway, he shared that with me, and that was a learning moment for me. Here I am thinking I'm being rejected by the bishop because, I, I mean, in all actuality and honesty, he probably had something else he had to do. It wasn't personal against me, but I felt it because that moment was all about me. It was all about me because I done went through the whole sermon, whatever it was he talked about. It spoke to my situation because Bishop had a, a way of doing that all the time. And when he asked for that amount and it was just what I had, whoo, I just knew God was about to bring forth my my um, breakthrough through the man of God. And sure enough, <laughs> but that taught me a lesson because I'm telling you, I never got in nobody else's line ever. From that day I ain't getting nobody else's line. But anyway, what was I talking about? When you feel rejection because you're not greeted or acknowledged by those that you put, you don't put them up on a pedestal. Put write that one down and put an asterisk by that because we struggle with that often. <clears throat> when you constantly seek approval from others, when you when you constantly seek approval, you know. <clears throat> There are those who have authority over us. There are those that God has placed in our lives who have more wisdom than us. But when you are constantly seeking approval, that's a spirit. God is not in that. When God gives you approval, some of us, look, listen, hear me when I tell you, this spirit of rejection has been the enemy of the body of Christ in that there are so many that are sitting on those pews that have never reached their uh, capacity, their their potential in ministry and evangelism and being a part a, 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 um, a part of the body of Christ. They haven't done their part because of that spirit of rejection and it curls them back. Rejection curls them back. It makes them give up. So this is why it's so important. It may seem, you know, uh, simple or um, corny or whatever, you know, that I'm bringing this to you. But we got to get to the basics. Sometimes you got to be rudimentary. You got to be ABC, one, two, three with some of this stuff so that we get it in its simplest forms. Yes, I'm telling you, if you are always seeking the approval from others, and especially if you are having an emotional experience when you are not pleasing them, that's a spirit. This is what we're talking about today. If you're easily offended or embarrassed by discipline or correction, hear me. If you are easily offended or embarrassed by discipline or correction, a lot of people, and this, I have been seeing this lately. I've been seeing it more and more lately where I get it. You know, we're all adults. We all, you know, hey, 
we do what we want to do when we want to do it. But you have to be governed by something, somebody, sometime. Come on now. But I have encountered some people that just simply cannot uh, subject themselves to the rule and authority of others. And a lot of times I think about that um, uh, autism. And I want to say it's Asperger. Um, A lot of times I think I say it wrong, but um, where that social deficiency is in their inability to submit to authority. That's that's a part of it. That's not the whole thing. I'm I'm just saying the where my mind goes when I think about that. You know, a lot of times I'm like, you know, I know when I was younger, especially as a teenager, who I was something to be reckoned with. You couldn't tell me nothing. You couldn't especially if you were an authority because I never respected authority but as I matured as I grew I began to fall subject to the rule and authority to those who have rule and authority over me but you can't even be disciplined you can't be corrected you gotta write it down and if you see it you gotta know this is what we're talking about today Another one is when you're always trying to prove yourself. You always got to prove yourself to an audience, to a crowd. <laughs> you got it. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm this and I'm that or I'm right. You know, for what? What is the purpose? What is the purpose? You know, and I, I got to go here just because it just happened. I got to go here. But yesterday, you know what in the world was going on with these politicians? The highest level of authority in our country. Oh boy, they got to be dealing with some form of rejection. It's a lot of strongholds that these folks dealing with. But I'm going to tell you one of them I see clear. I see it. It's a spirit of rejection. And see, one side think that they're better than the other or they're, you know, acting more righteous than the other and they all acting like kids. I cannot believe, I cannot believe my eyes yesterday when the President of the United States, the leader of the free world, the leader of the most powerful country in the world came out Gave a speech to the vice president. Gave it to the speaker of the house. She would go to reach out to shake his hand and he just turned. Now, people said maybe he didn't see it. But I know about peripheral vision now. Now, I ain't never seen him wear glasses to where he's impaired. I believe he, even if you just saw out the corner, you know, something will cause you to turn around and just, you know, make that right. He didn't. He did not. He didn't. And then at the end of his speech... which I didn't watch all of it. I was turning back and forth, but at the end of it, the speaker of the house tears up the guy's speech. (laughs) I'm thinking to myself, what are y'all trying to prove? What are you trying to prove out? I'm telling you, these strongholds are not just reserved for the body of Christ. 
People are suffering through this in their day-to-day living, and it's ridiculous. But anyway, I'm not going to get on that. Maybe one day we'll come back and talk about that. And as a matter of fact, I want to talk about it. I want to talk about it because I have some friends on Facebook that are on one opposing side versus the other. And I'm not saying I want to get into no debate or anything like that. I just want to get a good understanding because I revere them as good godly Christian people, but you'll have them on one side of the spectrum or on the other side of the spectrum. And I'm like, God ain't in the middle of none of that. But I do, I I, I am intrigued by their uh, political disposition. So maybe one day we'll just come on here and talk about it and, and no judgment zone, right? We just say how we feel and learn from each other. Come with a spirit of, 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 of learning and, and acceptance and being able to receive perspectives from other people. All right, where was I at? Mm-hmm. Proving yourself. That's what I was talking about. Trying to prove something in public. All right. Another one is that, you know, you feel like you're on the outside looking in. You're always on the outside looking in, you know. Sometimes it's designed that way. Because when we go through systemic, you know, uh, racism and situations, I've, I've been a product of the corporate America environment for years, for years. And they'll push you on the outside. They'll push you right on out. But nonetheless, it's still where that spirit is rooted. It gets rooted in, in those areas. So you got to be careful. So that's another sign. Another one is when you feel like you can do better than a leader or you can do better than those who are teaching you, those who have wisdom over you, if you if, if they just give you that opportunity. Oh, just, just, just give me that opportunity. I could do it better than you. One thing I learned mm, in my profession and in the church, is that God will place people strategically in position to do what only they can do. What only they can do. Yes, you can look at it and you can say, man, if I just, you just let me do that. I can, I can take care of it. But I promise you, if it's for them to do, if, if that's what God has for them, get out the way. Because you're going to have all kinds of problems trying to replicate, simulate, and do what they do best. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. We got a lot of robots out here in the body. You know. And then another one is you believe nobody understands you. And nobody knows what you're going through. See that? Those are those are, are, are perceptions that we have in our cognitive mind and our thinking that are distortions that's really not true. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised how many people can can relate to your journey. But rejection will push you away. Rejection will cause you to think, don't nobody understand. I'm going through this all by myself, you know. 
nobody understand what I'm going through. I can't talk to nobody. Not knowing or understanding your breakthrough is in opening your mouth. Getting to know people. Connecting with people. Instead of isolating yourself. Go through this list. And I want you to identify those symptoms that you can recognize. That you can recognize are uh, existent in your life. And we'll go over this again once I go through this material that I wanted to bring forth today. But confess. Confess. Go before God and say, Lord, I'm struggling in this area. Repent of anything that is ungodly. And ask God for deliverance from these spirits and, and ask him for freedom to break those chains. These are lies that the enemy is telling you to sabotage your destiny and to keep you away from your true identity. I'm telling you the truth. He wants you to feel like you don't measure up. He wants you to feel like you missed out on some type of opportunity in this life and that it's too late for you to recoup. He wants you to feel like no matter what anybody tells you, you just ain't good enough. He wants you to feel rejected from your leadership, from those who have rule and authority over you. He wants you to constantly seek approval from other people that, that, um, fake or, or, or false humility. He wants you to be easily offended. He wants you to be embarrassed when you're disciplined or corrected so you won't receive it. He wants you to always try to showboat and prove yourself in public. He wants you to feel like you always on the outside looking in. Don't nobody want you there. Nobody wants to be bothered. Nobody wants me. He wants you to think that you could do better than the person that's sitting in that place. He wants you to believe that nobody understands what you're going through. And, and ultimately, a lot of times when we go through this level of rejection, we don't even understand the people that we think got certain opinions of us. They ain't even got time to think about us that deeply. I'm telling you the truth. Going back to my example with Bishop, when I went up to him that day, I'm thinking to myself, oh, when I when I tell you, <laughs> I for sure am not where I used to be. And I definitely was not where I am today. All kinds of thoughts came through my mind. All kinds of distortions. I I had been going through a challenge at that time. I said, mm-hmm. So he act like he can't deal with me because such and such and got in his ear about me. He probably went a bit more thinking about me. Oh, he can't even shake my hand. He must think he better because I keep coming in this church. And, you know, people think they better than me because they don't even know what I'm doing in life and blah, 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 blah. You know, baby, when I tell you I went through it, that man probably went a bit more thinking about me. My situation, my circumstance, 
you know, and, and sometimes I have to say this about uh, ministers or, or preachers or pastors who have a large body, a, a, a large church, sometimes they are neglectful. And it's, it's not personal. It's just that you, you got one of them and 5,000 members. And then you got a, a leadership team that is really not after their own heart. So they don't have the same passion, compassion, or empathy for the people because it's not their sheep. You understand that they were assigned to. So sometimes, you know, they're, they're not. It's, and, and that was kind of what led me to separate myself from that ministry because I I knew that I needed a covering that I could have more connection with. Which is why I always tell the Lord that whoever he sends to me, I want to be a good steward. So anyway, that that will serve as my introduction, (laughs) per se, okay? That's going to serve as my introduction. And we just want to pray that as as God takes us into this study for today, that we receive what he has for us and that we we lay down this or, or we tear down. Let me be clear. Tear down. We're going to tear down this stronghold. Uh, it has no place in our lives. Rejection will never, ever, 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 ever be an element in our lives as it has been before. So, Father, as we go into this study, Lord Jesus, I pray, God, that you will give us revelation from your love to show us who we are in you. That, Father God, there is nothing that we personally can do to earn your love. And your word said that if we as parents If we know what it feels like to love our child and to give to our child, what more love do we think that you have for us? And we're, we're in the natural. Allow us to feel your love. Allow us to be engrossed in your love, Lord God, that this spirit of rejection will no longer have rule and authority over us. Help us, Lord Jesus, to see others through your eyes, not out of our own expectations. Help us to see the way that you see. Help us to even see ourselves through your eyes. Condition our mouths, Lord God, to break word curses that we speak over our situation and our circumstances, those things that have been holding us in bondage, Lord God. I pray, Lord Jesus, this day that you will send forth conviction that will alert us of every negative, condescending word curse that comes out of our mouth, Lord God, that is condemning to us, that sets us back, that is is self-pity. Help us to forgive those who have offended us, Lord God. Help us to release all judgment, Lord Jesus, that is causing us to be judged. 
We know that this battle is not against flesh and blood, Lord God. So therefore, Lord Jesus, as we endeavor to get into this study, Lord Jesus, I just release my will, Lord God. I release myself. Let your Holy Spirit come in and guide us, Lord Jesus. Let those who are listening receive the deliverance that they need, Lord God. Father God, help us to make it plain. Help us to keep it tangible. Help us, Lord God, to give them practical practical principles and tools that they can use, Lord God. We have struggled with this stronghold for so long. We have struggled in our lives and our relationships, Lord God, and we need to be released. We need freedom. We need victory, Lord God. We need to be emancipated from this demonic stronghold. And we know that you can do it. So therefore, Lord Jesus, we ask, Lord God, that you will release your angels to do that which you have commissioned them to do in each and every one of our lives. And we ask for immediate manifestation of your glory as we seal this prayer through our faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God and amen.